0: Saturday, we're back in business, and by we, I mean me, and also you, us together, powerful. I'm always very astounded to see how many people continue to listen when I dip out and take little breaks, so to everyone who still listened or shared the podcast, thank you so much. That is so kind, and you have to deal with my sporadic um leaving like a father running like water so thank you for sticking around it is quite an honor that kind of rhymed with the song i'm trying to think of a fun sort of catchphrase for this podcast and i haven't thought of one that feels like perfect yet so i was gonna see if something comes up during the episode but some things i've thought of that kind of encompass where i'm at is like a like rebrand vibes um, a new era sort of thing or like really the main goal I had when I first thought of this podcast was to start thinking like a millionaire and that has been like my mantra and I'll get into that more but it's just like my phrase right now where it's like if I'm gonna be a millionaire I have to do this because ugh, it's a long story I'm so sorry. I'll have to give you some fangirl updates first and then get into it. But those are the vibes. Like, up-level, new goals, like, expanding new horizons energy. So, basically, I'll just be sharing some things I've been doing that have been changing my life, helping me see life in a new way, and, like, kind of like a hard reset, minus any shame or, like, I'm not trying to become someone else, but just things I'm doing to sort of get out of any false beliefs. So that is what this episode is about. There's a lot of business aspects, some health aspects, and I'm sure there will be books thrown in there too. If you are new here, I've been wanting to say this, or maybe I've said it, my toxic trait is I, I'm realizing I have the worst memory ever. Like, I will recount things. I cannot recount movie or book quotes correctly to save my life. It's actually a problem because I just can never remember exactly how things went. That being said, I can never remember what I said on my podcast. So maybe I have introduced myself recently. (laughs) Um, But if I haven't, my name is Hallie. I feel like I haven't. My name is Hallie. I'm 26 years old. I'm a Hufflepuff. I own a clothing boutique called The Common Room. I started it in 2020, like two weeks before covid I love to read. I love pop culture. I love, I'm, I'm just a basic bitch. I love Taylor Swift. I love Harry Styles. They're my parents. My favorite movie, guess what it is? Little Women 2019, like shocker. I read Marauders fan fiction. I still go to Bill De bear I have never grow up syndrome. I love Disneyland, whatever. Swifty, Disney adult, all that. My, my life mission is to just embrace the nerdiness, I mean, call it nerdiness, call it cringe, but just the fangirling of life because I think being a fangirl is one of the richest and funnest, best things that this world has to give. So, if you are new here, thank you so much for listening. I talk a lot about fangirling on my podcast, books, and business. Before we get into the episode, I'm gonna do some fangirl updates, little fangirl roll call, or things I've been fangirling over. First of all, we have not touched on Speak Now, Taylor's version. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's going to be a Speak Now summer, ladies. Okay, we're going to cry on July 9th. We're going to wear purple and we're going to be wonderstruck and dance all the way home. And it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for this era. Um, What other news is there? Okay, last night she dropped... Shoot, I cannot keep them straight, but a different version of Midnight's like the late night version or something. <clears throat> and it has Karma featuring Ice Spice and Snow on the Beach featuring more Lana Del Rey. I love both. I love in the Karma version when Taylor says, Karma brings all my friends to the summit and Ice Spice says, facts. <laughs> like that is just on a repeated loop in my brain forever. I know a lot of people aren't vibing with the I Spice collab. And I like it. I I don't have any problem with it. I don't know if I would say it's like better than the original, but I mean, I just love the original. Who doesn't love the original more? But I think it's fun. Like a fun little girl power collab. And then the Snow on the Beach with Lana is literally so spiritual. You guys know because you've heard it because it's perfect. Other news on the Disney front as a new Disney girly is The Little Mermaid movie is out. I have yet to see it because I suck at planning my life out and have not, like, it's so weird how you can look forward to something for so long and then the day comes and I'm like, but I I still haven't seen it. It's been like two days where I could have seen it yet. And I haven't, but I think I'm gonna see it tomorrow. I cannot wait. Love Halle Bailey. I am in my <laughs> Hallie era, which sounds stupid because that's my name. But I never knew another Halle, like my whole life, until the past year. I'm one of my good friends' name is Hallie, and now Halle Bailey is in The Little Mermaid. So I'm just basking in the Halle energy, the oneness that I feel, and I think the movie's gonna be great, and I am so stoked to watch it tomorrow. Okay, wait, literally I'm getting texts right now that Taylor's doing something for the first time and I don't know what she's doing so I'm gonna hop on TikTok live and see if anyone is live. Oh my gosh, wait, she's bringing Jack Antonoff out. Wait, what are they gonna sing? This is big. I'm so happy for everyone there. No, they're gonna do getaway car. No. 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 I'm so sad for myself. I love how I said I was happy for everyone there, but once getaway car's on the table, the selflessness leaves my body. So I'm happy for them, but what about me, you know? (laughs) No. Okay. Well, RIP, but so far, not to jinx anything, but you are in love is still safe. So I'm hoping to get that for my Seattle show. A personal fangirl update is that I was in a reading slump ever since Fourth Wing. Oh my gosh, Fourth Wing! That is a big update. Fourth Wing has swept everyone off their feet. It is this new adult fantasy book. I'm sure you've heard of it. If you haven't heard of it, you will love it. It's a 10 out of 10 book. It's a five-star read. It's so... It's just everything that a fantasy book should be. It's got, like, amazing friendships the hottest romance, the most iconic, powerful main characters. The plot is great. The smut is great. It's just, it's amazing. It's like, it made me feel how Akhtar made me feel. So that being said, after that, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely in a reading slump. I've tried to read a few things, but nothing was really sticking. Um, until last night or two nights ago when I picked up good old Mortal Instruments because who am I if not a Cassandra Clare kid and I read like a hundred pages in one sitting and it was so nice to be back with Clary and Jace and Simon and Isabel and Alec and haven't met Magnus yet where I'm at. But anyway, loving that book. Sometimes you just need to pick up like a book from your youth that makes you feel so good and cozy something fun slash weird that I'm doing is that I am fan casting them as 25 year olds this time around. And I'm like accidentally using the Daisy and the Jones or Daisy Jones and the Six cast to do it. So I'm like POV, Daisy Jones is my Clary fan cast and Billy Dunn aka Sam Claflin is my Jace fan cast and Camila is my Isabel. So Oh, and Eddie could totally be Simon, but Alec is forever just Matthew Daddario, or I don't know if I'm saying that right, who plays Alec in the Shadowhunters TV series, because that man is a perfect Alec. Okay, for this episode, I'm going to talk about how one saying slash mantra, if you will, has totally been transforming my life and getting me out of, like, a slump or just kind of a, a web of false beliefs and kind of, oh, I was going to say yeeting, but I hesitate to say yeeting because I don't say yeet very often in my life, but sure, why not? Yeeting me out of my, like, web of false beliefs and into a new level of life for my business specifically. Coming into this year, we had our big move from Utah to Oregon and I was so focused on that and I noticed after a little bit that I had a lot of self-doubt creeping in, especially pertaining to my business. And I was undergoing a lot of change. I had to move all my inventory across the country. When I moved, I lost my two employees who are two of my friends. And I still want to hire and rebuild the team, but I haven't yet. And We were in a storage unit because our space took longer than we thought to be finished. So I was in this very in-between phase and I started having these thoughts come up where it was like, oh, well, I've peaked. The common room has peaked. I think that my shop has seen its glory days and it's all downhill from here. There was absolutely no evidence behind that except that I was just deciding to find and create evidence for it and kind of subconsciously, but maybe even a little consciously, I started to sort of prove that belief right. For example, this year, I've kind of relapsed into a hormonal acne era. One of my beliefs that I used to fuel that was like, oh, my skin's not good. Like, I'm just, I'm going, I, I'm i going downhill too. Like, I've peaked physically. What if like I'm getting older now, I'm 26 now, like, so so many bad beliefs that I fueled. That being said, 26, I always knew it was going to be a doozy because I set myself up for this. This is, sorry, just a quick side rant on aging. When I was 19, I got married, so I got married very young, and I immediately was not ready for children, which is funny because in Utah, back <laughs> back in my Mormon era, and just the way I was raised, like having kids young is very common, so I got married young, and I was like, whoa, I'm not ready to jump into a next step anytime soon. So I remember being in the doctor's office, getting my IUD, and thinking to myself, if you don't have babies, by the time you're 26, it doesn't matter... How much fun you're having, you've got to stop. You're going to stop whatever you're doing and you're going to have kids. Like, hello? I'm scared of her because I internalize that belief really hard. And then suddenly, you know, time goes by and then I'm 26 and I'm like, I don't, I still don't want kids. Like, I I never say never, but not right now. And then I just felt like I, I, for some reason, never planned my life after 26. So it was just one of those things where it's like I never thought about making it this far. So anyway, while moving to a new place, I'm hitting that. I'm hitting my business has peaked and I'm hitting what if physically I've peaked, What and, which is crazy. I mean, I've just had to work on that a lot in like my beliefs and in therapy because you can't control your acne. And also acne is just such a small part of who we are. And I've had such a growth journey where it used to be like, I would pretend I didn't care. But now I feel like genuinely when my skin flares up bad, I'm like, okay, no, this is like, this is out of my control and doesn't affect my worth and my beauty, etc. Okay, so there I am feeling that mantra. And then I don't know what happened. But one day I was like, I or it was probably therapy, let's be honest. But it was like, okay, I, I need to set other goals. Like, I've got to start thinking about the future and my plans for my business and stuff. Cause, And I, I got to this place where it started getting nice out and my personality came back. You guys know how it is. And so I started shifting what if my business has peaked to, well, what if I became a millionaire? That should be my next goal. I want to be a millionaire. That was deeply inspired by a lot of things, but at the same time, Lex Nevin of Dressed in Lala, which is a boutique that I've always deeply admired. She came out with a podcast and she also started doing episodes with her best friend, Kinsey Madsen, who I've been able to go on Kinsey's podcast. I used to hire Kinsey as my business coach back in um, 2019 and they're just such a power duo and I love them both so much and Lexi, Lex, was talking about her brand and just like all the achievements she's seeing and kind of some of her stats for monthly sales she's making and how she just got her brand in Nordstrom and so that's kind of where I started thinking let's do this like let's think big what if I take the common room from a like it's half a bookstagram account and half it's it's, it's like a third bookstagram a third influencer and a third shop and which is I've been trying to get away from for a while. I want it to just be a shop and I love still being like in bookstagram and seeing all the posts. It's so important to me and has shaped me so much but just thinking like I'm gonna start treating this shop like it's a brand like a huge badass fun magical money-making brand. It is crazy how once I implemented that belief I started seeing the world through new eyes, because I found myself acting like I was already there. Like, I just, I started challenging myself, like, oh, well, would a millionaire sleep in until 11 a.m. every day? Like, would a millionaire do this? And it's fun. Like, there's a point where that could be shamey and annoying, but right now it's like funny and cute. So I've been doing that, and here's some other things I've caught myself doing since. Side note, whether you are an entrepreneur or a student or wherever you're at, um, I think these things could be fun and helpful but I will be sharing like some kind of of my specific business goals I've been doing since that's how I've been applying it. First thing is I've just been putting so much intention and care into every package I send out. So this is another thing I heard on Lex Nevin's podcast. Why do I keep saying her full name so awkwardly? I just feel like it's weird when you say an influencer by like their first name, like your besties, but I kind of do feel like that with her, but she's also like a goddess. So I'm like, I have to treat her with respect and say her full name. Anyway, Lex said on her podcast, when she gets the Shopify orders or the order notifications, they make this little cha-ching on your phone. I get those too. It's the biggest serotonin ever. And she said that one of the things she tries to do is like every time she hears that is to look at their name and thank them by name in her head. Just like, oh, thank you, Jessica, for your order. Like, thank you, universe. And I feel like that's just such beautiful and good karma. So I've been doing that and it's so fun. And then also, I think when I put lots of value onto every single order I get and just really feel it, it makes me want to be better. So I've also just recently got new packaging that's really fun, very colorful, which has been such a good reset for me just because I stare at these poly mailers all day and I hated my old poly mailers. I was so sick of them. They were like two logos old. Okay. I loved them when I made them like no shade. They were still cute, but it was just, I felt like it was outdated um, from my personal style and how it has evolved. So I loved them in their time, but it was just one of those things where it's like this has gotten monotonous and then I literally was a year past like having it on my to-do list to change my poly mailers, So th- this just lack of excitement was there and I decided to get some new ones and my logo on a little sticker and kind of add some retro fun vibes and that makes me feel so good too because Every package that I put together, every order that I package feels intentional and I just smile when I see it and I feel like such good energy goes into it when I package it. It was so funny because <laughs> the week I switched over, I got a DM that was like, hey, I saw you got new poly mailers, though. I've been waiting so long to order from your shop and I love the older ones. Like, Can you use the older one? And I had already sent out her... Package with the new one. And I was like, this is just so classic. Like, just the moment you change something, it being different than what someone expects. Like, no shade to her. I totally, like, I think it was one of those things where you're daydreaming about getting a package that looks a certain way. And then she, like, finally placed her order and it was like, the day I changed the Polly Millers. And I was like, go figure. That situation epitomizes what it feels like to run a business. You always feel so. I don't know, you make a change and you're like, yay, but also, was that a good idea? Second thing I've been thinking about so much, and this has been so important for the change, is what am I posting and does it reflect the brand that I'm trying to embody? For our first few months in Oregon, when we were still in the storage unit, it was very chaotic and messy, I kind of lost my footing because anytime I wanted to post more business professional stuff, I would just post behind the scenes at the warehouse. And I didn't really know what to do with that space. So I started sharing my house in Oregon, my dogs. I was like, I'll lean into a personal influencer vibe. And my, the amount of times I shared my breakfast, which no shade. Like, it's fun to see a breakfast. It's fun to see what people are eating because we all know it's hard to get three meals a day together. But I was like, why am I doing this? I don't want to share my breakfast and I don't think that other people care about my breakfast. So I was just in this endless cycle of doom of breakfast food and I I think it was multiple therapy sessions in a row where I was saying, I cannot get myself to stop posting my breakfast. And it's because I was so scared to up level and post new things and higher models, and I just didn't know. I was scared because it was new and it was strange. And then I went to Utah and I had this beautiful deep talk with my friends. And one of my friends, Parker, I was saying to him, I'm super nervous. I think I'm scared that if I hire models and try to uplevel my brand that people be upset because I want to be at the heart of my brand and I don't want that to be gone, but I really want things in my life to feel sacred again and I don't want to feel like before I eat every meal I have to post a picture and anytime I hang out with friends I have to post a picture like I just wanted things to be close to my heart to be sacred again and I wanted my shop to take off and I was just very frazzled. My friend Parker said something that stuck with me so much. And he said, this is just my perception of things. So this is just one man's look on it. But when I think of your brand, I think of really cool clothes that make books come to life. He's like, I don't necessarily just think of you as a person or like that you're the center of it. He's like, you're part of it, but it's about the clothes. And I think him saying that, Took such a weight off of my shoulders because that is exactly what I've been wanting. I have been wanting the business to be about the clothes and not about me. And suddenly I had that where I could say, okay, if this is what he thinks, then maybe this is what other people think. And then the second thing he said, which is huge, is that he said when people see businesses up level and start outsourcing, they don't feel resentment towards the owner. They feel stoked. They're like, wait, I've been here since the beginning and now this shop is hiring models and doing these like crazy launches. That's so cool. And he said they love seeing your success. So that was also very affirming. And I'm just gonna plug my ears and listen to Parker forever because I'm like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. So I'm just staying tunnel vision with that. And that is where I have been mentally. So all of that being said, I have been thinking so deep about everything I post and will this equate to sales? So I got home from Utah, I'm organizing all of my inventory and I start thinking, okay, what if I post my hand holding an item with how many are left in the, each size? Or just like I would go find a few items I thought were sold out and I post it on my story instead of posting like, listening to this podcast while packaging or whatever, I would would post a literal product and say, we only have two left. Like, grab it now. And it was crazy. Like, immediately I saw how things that I posted could result in sales. Now, I'm not saying there's no value in posting personal things. I think it's so objective and... Objective? Subjective? Everything is different for every person. So this is just my personal experience. But because I think there's a time and place for personal things and to connect with people and just feel authentic like a real human. But the reason I am here and have this business is because it's my livelihood. So it was way cool to see, okay, maybe I post this and then, whoa, I just got three orders and two of them are from the thing I just posted. It's definitely been hard Because I've had to cut out a lot, but it feels like freedom at the same time. No more breakfast food. No more breakfast food. Because honestly, that's what lemonade is for. And I had a great time posting on lemonade seven times in one week and then never posting again. It's been great. I'm sure I'll go back to it whenever I feel like it. I also finally, finally, finally took the plunge and got some models and they were queens, and it was beautiful, and I'm going to share the story of how it unfolded just in case you guys like the business behind the scenes, or in case you've been thinking about doing this yourself. So, I decided I wanted to hire models because those are not pants I want to wear anymore in the business, which is actually funny because the moment I decided I, (laughs) I didn't want to model every week, it actually got really fun to create like little feed post content feed posts because it was like, oh, there's no pressure. I can just dress up in a fun outfit, get a few cute pics, post them on my feed, but the actual product photos are going to be models for as much as I can, like hopefully all the time. Here's kind of how it went with the models. So I thought I would find freelancers and I went on Instagram and typed like hashtag Oregon model It was not what I was expecting, like um, model portfolios. It was a lot of like powerful, like sexy women everywhere, like hashtag model. And I was like, okay, that's a sleigh, but I like don't know how to hire you or like it's not giving, it's not giving girl who reads Percy Jackson at 25 years old. Let's just say that. So I was like, how do I do this? So anyway, I went through an official modeling agency. And I was bullied and harassed by one of them. She was so scary. No, I'm being dramatic, but okay, there were two modeling agencies I reached out to. And the first one was scary because she kept kind of implying that her customer got bigger gigs all the time. And I was already deeply insecure because I'm like, I am looking for two models for my shop and we're just gonna not talk about the fact that it's like a harry potter wizard shop um not that i'm ashamed of that but it's scary to go to or to call a modeling agency and say that so i was like i don't know i think i had imposter syndrome i was just insecure so i'm calling and she's ghosting me um, and then finally I call and I go, hey, this is Hallie from the common room shop. And she goes, oh yeah. Or no, she just goes, yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, RIP me. I'm so scared. But I got my professional voice on. I was like, I'm wondering if those two models are still available. I wanted to check in. And she goes, well, the, you have to understand these models are getting thousand dollar gigs. These, they're getting big gigs. So we'll see if, gosh, what was the exact wording? Oh yeah. We'll see if she'll find this gig dull. And then my heart stopped. I was like, okay, I guess that's fair. You know, she's doing big things, like. But I was stressed, and I said, okay, well, do you think you could let me know by the end of the day? And she said, yeah, I can. And then I said, okay, thank you so much. Like I was kind, of, I was getting very like grovelly and people pleasing because I was nervous. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I hope you have a beautiful day. And then it was, it was like beep beep. She didn't even say bye, and she hung up. And then I get into my emails, and she goes. Um, uh, this model like blank said she'd be willing to model for your shop and I was not feeling this energy I was I was just feeling like my shop was not a big deal and I was taking some of the fun out and then luckily that day uh, the second modeling agency I reached out to emailed me back sorry not even that day like that moment they reached out and said, hey, we're interested in working with you. Like the girls are super excited, blah, blah. And so I think that was really affirming. And I think that is such a good reminder that sometimes things don't work out because the right thing is right around the corner. And I was really lucky to have a fast turnaround time with that this time. Like I didn't I didn't have much time to wallow and be stressed because immediately um, I got this other opportunity. So in my communicative... Standing up for myself era. I definitely didn't have to do this, but I just responded and said, Hi, thanks for getting back to me. But I actually found models who are excited to work with my brand. So I'm going to go that direction. Thank you. I'm sure she just like rolled her eyes and moved on with her life. But for me, that was a powerful moment because you know what? I feel like a millionaire would do that, you know? (laughs) And I am working on standing up for myself more. And that was just a very small example of channeling boss bitch, millionaire energy. So then I rented out a photo studio. I used to be a photographer my last career. So I had my camera. I had that down. I met up with two models. They were angels. So nice. And it was a great time. They were perfect and beautiful. And I learned a lot. I I came in and was like, you guys know more about how all this works than me. So please, if there's anything that you think could be better, please tell me. And if there's any clothes you're not comfortable wearing, like that is uh, totally fine. Your comfort is my top priority, blah, blah, blah. They were great. It was super fun. They said they're not used to having photographers scream compliments at them the whole time. They said normally the photographer just sits there in silence. Look, if a beautiful woman is doing her thing, taking pictures in front of me, I'm not going to sit there in silence. That feels disrespectful. So that is kind of some behind the scenes of modeling. Um, oh, I was going to say the pricing as well in case anyone's interested. The one I found, it was about $93 an hour per model and we did a two-hour shoot. So it was an investment, but I stacked up my launches so I was able to do both of my like castle chic inspired launches at once. So I got all that content done and it worked out really well. Next thing I've been doing to live like a millionaire is taking care of my health. I also think that that's just me getting into my mid-20s. <laughs> uh, so, 26 vibes. Apparently, I'm going to start taking care of my health and whatever. So, I when, when I say that, I tried to go to the doctor to get a blood test to check my hormone levels because I thought maybe that's where my acne has been coming from. And I went to an OBGYN. I'm an ignorant girly. I don't really know what each place does, but I just made the appointment. Or like what, sorry, what each different doctors, see? (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about. Like I don't know what a primary care doctor does versus an OBGYN. That's what I'm trying to say. So I went in thinking the OBGYN will draw my blood, give me my hormone levels, it will be great. No, apparently they don't do that there. So I was sitting on the little chair and the doctor comes in and is like, that's not really a modern medicine practice. And I was like, drawing blood? So I was really confused. And then she goes, well, you could go on birth control. And I said, well, I'm already on birth control. I have an IUD. And she said, well, yeah, you can have an IUD and go on the pill. And look, no shade. If anyone does that, gotta do what's best for you. But why would I want to go on two forms of birth control? That feels like a lot. I don't know. So I felt, I felt strange after that. I went and got my car and I went on to the, our insurance provider and found out you can text a picture of your acne to a dermatologist and they will prescribe you something. So he prescribed me tretinoin, which is a retinoid. Then I called my friend Caitlin, who knows everything and is perfect. And she told me if I want to get my hormones, excuse me, hormones tested, that I could do this thing called Everly Well. And they send out allergy kits or health test kits. So I got that. It was $250, but I just want to know. I just want to know what... I don't remember all that it tests, but I think it talks about like your thyroid, um, your hormone levels, and I'm thinking maybe some vitamins. I haven't done it yet. Or like vitamin deficiencies you might have. Basically with the kit, you prick your finger and you, they take your blood and then a saliva test, but you have to do it throughout your cycle. So I, in a few days, will do like three days into my cycle and then day 19, 2021. 20, and then you send it in and they use it to test everything and send it back. And then you can apparently take it to your primary care doctor. So I will keep you guys updated on that. I think it's going to be really interesting. And then also quick tretinoin update is I started using it. And if you guys don't know, this is very similar to retinol, which I had heard of, but I hadn't heard of TRET, but you use it every other day and immediately it cleared my skin within a week. Um, But then my period started and my skin got really bad again. So I'm super curious to see how it goes, but I have high hopes and if not, that's okay because I really have come far with my acne and it does not define me. Third thing, this isn't really health, but I've started using press on nails and it's changed the game. I feel fabulous. I have never been a girl who takes really good care of her nails. In fact, kind of the opposite. I've always been a like chronic nail biter. It's an anxiety thing actually confession I listened to the you're losing me leak I think a lot of people did which is Taylor's new song that's about to come out the lyric um I sent you signals and bit my nails down to the quick my face was gray but you wouldn't admit that we were sick ow also ow but yeah retweet on the biting your nails down to the quick so because of that I've always hated my hands and been insecure about them and I pain my nails sometimes but I didn't want to pay to go get press on nails. And then I just was like, screw it. I'm going to order some off Amazon. And I started doing it and I use the stickers. Sometimes they don't stay on, but if they're the matte kind, like I have some on my Amazon storefront, they, the stickers will stay for five to six days. And every time I look at my hands, I feel fabulous. I feel fun. And you know what? I think a millionaire would do that. And that's why I love it. I mean, a millionaire would probably pay someone to do their nails every week, but this feels good for where I'm at. Next thing I've been doing is setting more specific goals, which has been, it was my therapy homework for like three weeks and it was, she hit the nail on the head because she was saying, sometimes I wake up inspired with all this energy and I sort of just channel it into wherever I'm flowing and going throughout the day. And she said, if I can set specific goals that will give me guidance. So my goals in particular are to share one to three customer posts a day, to respond to 10 to 20 DMs a day, and then to make a behind the scenes content video, if not every day, then just like throughout the week or a few times a week. I set that goal specifically to help rewire my brain to share more business content and behind-the-scenes stuff versus my personal life, because that's the transition I'm trying to make, it is really freeing to have those goals. And I also set some monetary goals for how many sales I'd like to make a day, which I was very hesitant to do because I think the moment, well, my fear is that the moment I set those goals, I have these high expectations for myself and I'm constantly getting disappointed but I think I'm learning valuable lessons for example now I have a daily money goal I want to reach and I also have the knowledge that certain posts I make can equate to direct sales so instead of in the past where I was like I'm feeling inspired I'm gonna make a tiktok about Sarah J Mass, which is honestly so fun pop off But you only have so much energy in a day and so I want to just be aware and use my energy when it's at its peak on things that will further sales and help the business and then I can make fun TikToks later and using that energy to create content that will directly lead to sales which is honestly still scary and overwhelming but it feels clearer Okay, now I'm going to share three books that have really helped me in my journey. First one, I'm on chapter two. Um, I don't know how many self-help books I've ever finished in my life. Probably one, maybe two. But this one is called We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers and it's about how women and minorities should become millionaires. I mean, and everyone, but specifically those should become millionaires because we will all rise up and help each other together. And the vibes are unmatched. From what I understand, she's going to give a lot of tips and tricks, but if anything, the energy of this book is so good. The author is reading the audiobook, which is fun. The second and third books are probably going to come as a surprise, but I think Leaning into things you love is really important to connect with your highest self. So the other two books I have are not self-help books at all. Um, It's the Little Women audiobook by Laura Dern and a full cast on Audible. And it's free, so I'd really recommend it. It's very cozy. That just connects me with my truest self, which I think helps the brand. Because then you feel safe and you feel like you're home. And you feel like you're with the characters that maybe inspire you to be better. I love that audiobook. Second one is literally like business guidebook 101, The Mortal Instruments. But once again, being in that safe place and connecting with you and your truest self can bring out such good peace and harmony within your soul and make you feel like you're home, (laughs) I know this sounds cringy, but it's so true. We have entered Cheesyville, but that's just how those books make me feel. Next thing. This has been crazy. The moment I started deciding to live like a millionaire, I took a look at the organization or lack of in my life and started thinking about things I want to change. Unfortunately, I did have that moment where you look at your brand and hate it, Um, but I think those moments are pivotal as business owners because that's just... The universe telling you it's time to rebrand and you're going to get cuter graphics than you've ever, like, not cuter because every past logo is so meaningful for me and fun. But it's just your time to step up and try new things. So I'm rebranding my business. I'm redoing my website. Um, I have a new logo coming. I also took a look at my Instagram highlights and it was feeling very chaotic and sentimental. They're all still up. I've deleted a few things. Um, so look at them now if you would like, cause they're all going to be gone soon. I was just like, I'm not sure a professional brand would have her dog wearing a birthday hat on her story. Um, even though Atlas is a stunning king and looks amazing in his little birthday hat, but stuff like that where it was fun and it served its purpose, but now I'm going to clear, clean up the highlights. Also, with my warehouse, in the past few months, I have counted inventory on everything and started organizing and being aware of every single item that I own and then we did our big spring sale to kind of clear stuff out and do a hard reset on that. Last thing, this is so hard for my brain, I'm very much in the thick of it or almost haven't even started, but I'm trying to focus on getting my money very organized And I want to hire a bookkeeper to make sure that Connor and I are doing everything we need to with organizing our business expenses. Second, I really want to hire an ads manager, which is something I've wanted to do for a long time. So there's like, this is from what I understand, I'm not super educated on this, but there's Google SEO, which attracts new customers. And then there's meta ads, which is Facebook, Instagram, I think that's it, but they kind of bring in the customers that you already have. So I'm going to play around with that. I have a bookkeeper that I'm going to book and an ad manager I'm going to book. And both are investments, but I just feel like those are the kind of investments that really pay out and are worth it. And it feels like that's exactly what I need to do to level up. All right, I have two more things. First up, this is actually my therapy homework for this week is to buy a phone jail, which it is truly embarrassing that my self-control with technology is so bad that I have to buy a jail for my phone because we almost just name dropped my queen. I don't know if she wants me to name drop her, but my therapist just, she's been trying to get me to spend less time on my phone and The baby steps have been so baby. (laughs) So finally, I'm just buying this phone jail. Basically, you put your phone in it, you set a timer, and you can't get your phone out until the timer goes off. And obviously, I want to be safe about it. I'm not going to go off into the woods without my phone. But I think it's more in the evening when I'm... When I should enforce rest, that's when I'm going to shove my phone in there and go read. I will definitely keep you guys updated on how it goes. I'm actually excited I think it will be really good. And then very last thing is I'm sort of in the throngs of this and organizing what I want it to look like, but uh, basically calling it a hard reset just in general with my sleep schedule mostly and just kind of hard reset with what I'm eating and what exercise I'm doing logically I don't want to sleep from 3 a.m to 11 a.m and logically I don't want to door dash food every night for dinner so little things like that that I think will help me be a better version of myself so I'm thinking about that I'm trying to wake up earlier every day I did a little workout in my backyard today and just those kind of things Whew, all right wow I was I was into that episode. It went by so fast. I was planning on this episode being like 20 to 25 minutes just because, I don't know, I love recording the podcast and once I get going, I'm in heaven. But at first, I'm like, you don't have to talk for 50 minutes this time. Like, you can just do a short one. Just show up. Just do it. And then here I am (laughs) chatting away. So that was a whole long in. Some updates for the common room. Next week, on the 30th, we are doing our Little Mermaid inspired launch. We just shared our But Daddy I Love Him tea and crew today. And as well as some please please say please. I've never said it out loud, but that those purple shorts that we posted, it's like that fun, crinkly fabric. I'm gonna look up how to say that. One sec. Please say. Please say. Okay, please say shorts. But Daddy, I Love Him Cruise, we have some really fun sets dropping that are so comfy. I've been living in my gray one. It's like a waffle knit tank and shorts. And then we also have some charcoal trousers that I've been literally living in as well. I think that they're way cute with a graphic tee and some sneakers. That is just so my vibe right now. It's just like effortless but cool CEO chic, if you will. And we also have our rebrand coming very soon. I don't know when. We're, it's basically finished. I just need to compile all of it. And those are the updates. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. It seriously means the world. You guys are incredible. And I hope you're having a beautiful day and that you have a beautiful weekend. All right, goodbye. XL.